Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Young Me Mayor. And I'm Brian Park. And we have an amazing guest, like always, and they're Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Woo! Asians. <laughs> Let's just cheer for Asians. It's an every honor. Every moment, every day, every second is an opportunity to celebrate us for being Asian. Why not? Per feeling Asian tradition, before we introduce our wonderful guest, we got to do our Patreon shout outs, Youngmi. And if you want to celebrate Asians, you can donate to our Patreon. And uh, if you want to do that, you can do so at Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash feelingasian. Youngmi and I offer different subscription tiers with different exclusive benefits. But any donation amount gets you a shout out on the podcast where we guess who you are based on your name alone. And yeah. are you tapped in, young me? Are you in the zone? Wait, you said we, you, we, we guess who you are, but you said who you are. Who you means milk in Korean. That was funny. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take that. <laughs> that is a sign that young me is incredibly tapped into her psychic abilities right yes. now. Um, well, our first <laughs> shout out for this episode goes out to Jun Camo. Camo is spelled K-A-M-O. Jun sounds like an Asian name and Camo sounds like a non-Asian name, which is like my name, Young Me Mayor. Maybe they're biracial? <laughs> Camo seems Southeast Asian. Oh, right. Possibly. Sorry, I, I just thought like camo, camouflage. <laughs> That's, uh, okay, my, my psychic vibe. Oh. Yeah, what? Oh, I have a, I have a psychic you vibe got, now. Oh, you got a vibe? Speaking, okay, yeah. yeah, so John Camo. Yeah. Speaking of camouflage, John Camo... Wow, I'm surprised that we've never guessed this for our Patreon donors. John Camo is a huge hype beast. Incredibly hype into sneakers. Beast! <laughs> yeah. Brian, we've never accused any of be uh, anyone of being a hype beast before. Why? There's so many and Asian hype beasts. I don't beasts. know why. That we have excluded 50% of our demographic right there. <laughs> I'm getting strong hype beast vibes for sure. John Camo. Yeah. Yes. Always wearing the freshest Jordans and Nike sneakers looking good as hell. <laughs> Making so much money off of reselling Yeezys. You know the vibe, right? But that is a side but that's a side hustle. They have oh a main God. hustle that is um that appeases their Asian parents. But their side hustle is reselling right. sneakers. What's their? Yeah. Can I guess the main hustle? The main hustle is it's just the. This is maybe so stereotypical. Just like some like <laughs> finance, you know, like a finance hype beast guy. Oh, vibe, for sure. Right? Yeah. Yep. 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 That is one hundred percent John Camo. Yeah. But John Camo is also hot. So we are saying Duh. that they are a hype beast, <laughs> yeah. finance, but they're incredibly hot on top of all of that of course you know yeah. um you know what's so funny about hype beast stuff i feel like if you know about it you know but like if you yeah. don't you have like no idea i like went uh -huh. on a date with this asian man like a few months ago and i had no idea but he was wearing like some sort of like hype beasty pants Okay. So we were like <laughs> standing somewhere and like these hype beastie kids like were like freaking the fuck out. They're like, ah! and I was like, what's happening? Like, are you like a celebrity? Like, or what's going on? And he's like, no, these, pa these pants, these pants, I guess. <laughs> That's John Camo. I want to know David okay. I want to give John Camo more credit than that date you went on. Why? Even though the hypebeast teens are freaking out over Jun's pants, Jun's yeah. Jun is still going to keep it very low key. And they're like, oh, I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. But secretly, they know it's some fucking archival acronym, Hiroshi Fujiwara fragment design thing. Yeah, I have no Sick. idea about hypebeast stuff. <laughs> it's not like I know. That Whoa, those like names just knew, came Brian. out of me. <laughs> Brian knows all I'm, about uh, it. He's pretending. He's like, uh, <laughs> Fujimaro. <laughs> uh, I don't know anything about this. 
<laughs> Let's just move on to our second shout out. Brian's young a me. secret hype <laughs> Who's the second person? <laughs> our, oh, okay. So our second shout out is Rhoda Yun on <gasps> behalf of Cormac M. So Cormac M donated to our Patreon and specifically requested that we shout out Rhoda Yun. Rhoda. Rhoda's such a good name. Rhoda's a great name. Rhoda's an incredibly smart person name. Yeah, for sure. Smart. Yeah. Artsy. I'm going to guess that Rhoda is, she specializes in artificial intelligence. Okay. She, she's like in the MIT media lab, like on the forefront of incredibly, you have to be super smart on the apex of science and technology. Yeah. But she does really cool shit with all of it. My psychic reading is Rhoda is very intelligent and very talented. But some, for some reason, this is a reading I'm getting. She's stuck in a job that she hates. Oh. That's the vibe I'm feeling. It's not her fault, but somehow she's like doing, she's like working at like, uh, what's that place? YouTube or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I uh, Facebook or something. You know, like te- she's just like, fuck this. I'm so smart. What am I doing wow. at Squarespace? Oh, I don't know. Like gosh. one of those things. That's what I'm picking See, up. We, young me, we just, this is a special episode because we finally spoke to the hype beasts in the Asian American community, but in the same breath, we have just alienated the entire tech community by saying <laughs> that you work a Nobody dead end job. Nobody likes working in tech. Come on. And Come on. hundred percent of tech is Asian American. <laughs> They're like, there's, no, there's so many listeners right now like who are smart. Oh, you have a soul, you have a soul crushing job. job working at YouTube, Facebook, Snapchat, Making Salesforce. Like half a million dollars a year. I don't even know how much those people make. Probably like a million dollars a year or something. Oh but, my. Tech but people make like, so much more money than... I am always money? surprised when I learn. How much do you think like you would Yeah, how much do you well, think you would make? Their starting salaries out of college are 150k, 200k. Damn. So if you're working for 5 years, you're making 300k. It's always a lot more than I'm always surprised whenever That's I learn. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Is it worth your soul getting sucked out of your body every day though? Yes. I don't know. You, you can get some pretty <laughs> fucking cool archival 1985 dead stock Jordan 1s with that money. What's up? True that. What's going on? <laughs> True that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Go, whoa. Wow, we're learning so know. much about Brian. Uh, yet again, today the Patreon shoutouts are just us learning a lot about Brian. I don't know. Holy <laughs> shit. Like a spirit took over me. Rhoda, I'm Anyways. so sorry about your job, but thank you for listening to the podcast. <laughs> we're here for you. And uh, Cormac... Thank you for donating to the podcast. Uh, And also thank you, Rhoda, for supporting the podcast. And our last shout out for this episode goes out to Serena Singh. Serena, you already know the vibe. Serena Singh, so hot sounding. Why does everyone sound hot? Am I just horny? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) The question is, when are you not horny? Especially yeah. in the summer of mm. our Lord and Savior 2021. <laughs> Lord and Savior. Serena Singh is a DJ. That is my guess. Serena my psychic Singh. vibe is she's a DJ. Yeah, I feel that too. And I feel like she lives in Williamsburg. That's the psychic vibe I'm getting. Lives in Williamsburg. Or if she's not a DJ, she's an Instagram person who just makes money by being at cool parties. You're saying that she has rich parents and she, that's what I'm. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think she, she we've, makes money. We've never accused by... anyone of having rich parents either. Today's the day. <laughs> oh, wow. This will take a lot of firsts. <laughs> a lot of hurt feelings today. Oh so God. Our saying, no, watch our numbers like... plummet after this episode. <laughs> I feel like the vibe is she has rich parents and, but a nice, but also, you know, a great DJ. In a nice apartment in Williamsburg. However, in true Asian parent fashion, they are investing in her. And it will be a good investment because Serena is an incredibly talented DJ. Yes. If our guess is true, Serena's parents are indirectly investing in us because exactly. Serena is. Thank you, Serena's parents. Wow. Wow. A wealthy parent. Thank you so much for the $3 a month. I'm just kidding. I don't know how much she donated, but. 
She actually donated $100 a month. Wow. Thank you, Serena's parents. Did she really? Wait, scratch no. my, my Patreon. I'm going to be like, she sounds like a supermodel. <laughs> she sounds like the most wonderful person I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I she works be an incredible, her. incredibly fulfilling job that isn't Facebook or Snapchat. <laughs> a selfless, beautiful person. Thank you, Serena. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, I think those are the shout outs for this episode. Thank you again for everyone who listens and donates to our Patreon. Once again, you can do so at Patreon at patreon.com slash feeling Asian if you want to make a donation. Young me, I think it's time to introduce our guest this week. I'm so excited. I've been following I've been following this person on Instagram for a while now. I'm like a very big fan of her work. And I was like really, really excited when they agreed to do the podcast. Woo! <laughs> Listeners, you're in for a treat this week. Our guest this week is an incredibly talented multimedia artist. Everyone, please give your ears for Hyunji Park. Thanks uh, for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you. I just gave myself a cheer. That was so cringe. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, I always do that. I clap for myself all the time. I woo for myself. I do this like wave thing. Oh, okay, okay, that's entirely okay. on yeah. us. Okay. Honestly, half of half of the guests make that same comment of why they don't understand why they wooed for themselves. <laughs> and I think it's because young me and I are both inherently cringe and you're picking up on those vibes. <laughs> you're you're, you're influencing me. <laughs> you make it awkward for everybody. <laughs> no, we gotta celebrate celebrate Asians, which means celebrate ourselves. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right, you're yes. totally right. <laughs> Unapologetically. Asian, unapologetically cringe. Yeah, I'm wouldn't have for it myself. any other way. Yes, I will continue to woo <laughs> for myself. <laughs> when I walk into restaurants, walking into buildings, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the Korean woman taking your order is just not going to react whatsoever. <laughs> totally. This crazy bitch that woos for herself is here again. Well, Hyunji, we're so glad that you could do the podcast. And before we ask you how you feel, Youngmi, how are you feeling? Oh, my God. You know, honestly, I'm feeling uh, kind of scrambled. I feel like I, I, I don't know if you can sense like I'm scrambled in the brain. I think it's like there was this intense heat wave, Kenji, in New York right now. And it was like this week was like boiling outside. And I mm-hmm. think it like just like kind of like made me really confused and irritated. Um, but I have a funny story. Speaking of like wooing for myself, when I go into a Korean restaurant, wee, <laughs> I, I went to a Korean restaurant yesterday and I was wooing for myself. But allegedly, allegedly at this Korean restaurant, I was on a allegedly date <laughs> with an allegedly white man derogatory. Allegedly. Wow. Wow. Uh, and wow. <laughs> you know, like when you walk into a Korean restaurant or like if whatever Asian or like person of color you are, if you go into your people's restaurant with a white person and the, you your get a look, court. you get a look, a little, look, just a little, a look. You know, so I was and maybe some passive aggressive forks coming to your table or, you know, something (laughs) a little look. And then and then the like server being like, hello, be careful, table hot, you know, like that. And I'm like, "Okay, okay, Mr. Kim, (laughs) calm down. Okay, I know what you're trying to do. Hurt my feelings, whatever. Obviously, it's like not that bad, but it's like it's funny because like you get a look from like your Asian family, colleagues, um, (laughs) comrades, brethren. Um, So that was kind of happening, which also like Korean people usually don't really read me as Korean anyway. So they're like, this is called pork belly. And I'm like, okay, you know, Um, but this is really funny. So there's like a table sitting next to us. And the woman was like, there's a woman and a man. And the woman was like glaring at me. And I was just like, I don't really know what's going on. And it was 3.30 in the afternoon. And she was, I say this with the the deepest love and respect. She was drunk. (laughs) 
I was like, this is my kind of fucking person. I love her already. She, but she was just having fun with her friend, you know. It's like she was just like glaring at me, and I was just like, well, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I can sense her looking at me. And then, yeah. Also, I was having soju too because you know that's how we roll. Um, and then the my my date went to the bathroom. And she was like, there's like a plastic divider because of COVID. And she was like, I just want to tell you. <laughs> she was like, I just want to tell you that I love your TikToks. And I was like, oh my God, really? <laughs> like, so like, oh my God, what? She was like, I'm like such a big fan of your TikToks. And I was like, and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm bothering you. And I was like, are you kidding me? You've like made my life. Like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I was like, I'm the main character. <laughs> Like, did everyone hear her like, just being like that? And she was like, yeah, I didn't want to bother you while you're... And she was like, how's your date going? And she was like so, like, so like angry and sus about this white guy. She was she was not white. And she was like, I love your TikToks because I work in a Japanese restaurant and I know exactly how it feels when white people are like bothering you. And stuff like that. She's like, how's wow. your date? She's like, how's your date going? Like, she was like so like suspicious. And I was like, oh, it's just like, and I was like scared for him. So I was like, it's just my friend he, and he's nice. <laughs> he's like, don't beat, beat this poor man up. And she was like, oh, is it going well? Okay, okay, just checking. Just checking on you. Oh, she wow. my and she was like, I want to buy you a shot. I want to buy you a shot, but I'm not going to buy him a shot. I'm not going to buy him a shot. <laughs> she kept saying that. And I was like laughing so hard. And then oh she was God. like, I'm going to buy you a shot. I'm not buying him a shot. And so then he came back and then she was still like hanging over the curtain talking to me. And he was like making room for it. She was like, oh, like he thought like, I don't know what he thought. And then I was like, oh, like this is my friend. And then they were talking. And then she like, she was like, I was like, oh, he's fine. So she like ended up buying us both a shot at 3.30 p.m. Nice. Um, but I thought that was so funny and I was laughing so hard. And I oh wanted to say, God. speaking of being recognized, Brian and I were out earlier and like this like super hot like white woman was like, we love, I love your podcast. And I was like, damn, Brian. Why? <laughs> oh, I noticed that. I, and I was like, wow. Our reach is a lot larger than I anticipated. This yeah. is all, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really funny. It made me really laugh, but I feel very, oh. yeah, I guess how I'm feeling is I feel very like confused. I think it's the weather. I'm like really like very like, I don't know what I need right now. You know, like, do I need to drink water? Like I feel tired, you know? Anyway, how about you, Brian? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good all around. <laughs> It sounds fake, but um, yeah, I, I just really positive vibes. Uh, first and foremost, I want to go on the record. And Young Me Mayor posted a meme on our Feeling Asian Instagram account yesterday. It said, Brian's dating history. And it was a photo of Cap'n Crunch's Oops All Berries, but she replaced <laughs> berries with Oops All White People. And for the listeners... Young Me just went on the record. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, Young Me is allegedly, 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 allegedly uh, was seen out in public with a white man. Derogatory. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling, <laughs> overall, I'm just feeling really good and really grateful. Yeah, you know, last week was hard because. You know, I touched on some family matters that I'm going through, but uh, on the flip side, I am going to visit my family in a couple of weeks in Texas, which I'm very much looking forward to. And we have a lot of exciting things cooking up for this podcast, and it makes me feel really good, young me. You know, we just this morning, we found out that Spotify featured our podcast on best of podcasts of the week to check out. We're real, literally right next to Barack Obama. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and we have some exciting things uh, cooking up, and we're really excited to announce that once those are all set into place. Mm -hmm. And when you receive these val, when I whenever I receive these markers of validation, I I've learned to celebrate them more, be more proud of myself, and kind of just be more grateful overall because yeah 
I don't know. I just think a lot of these, though, those are the things that we work so hard for. And it's, um, easy to sort of just forget that they ever happened to you because we're, it feels like we're, at least I always feel like I'm just running on a hamster wheel, um, trying to make shit or whatever, but there's a lot to be grateful for. Um, I'm just happy that I'm able to do this with you all and I'm excited to visit my family. And on top of that, I've also been uh, dating someone <gasps> and uh, it's going really well. And this is related because uh, Hyunji, she, I told her that we were going to interview you. She, and then she went into her closet and pulled, she has a t-shirt from <laughs> oh, <no>. your shop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I hope she wow. wears it on your next date <laughs> so I can be there with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> so that's kind of how I'm feeling. It's just like good vibes all around. Wait, Brian, um, I just want to say, I I know that it doesn't sound like a big thing, but I feel like when good things happen to you and you can just be like happy and be like, hey, I feel happy. Everything is going great. I'm going to see my parents soon. I'm dating somebody that I like and everything's going well. Like that for me takes a lot of like, like a lot of practice for me to be able to say that. Cause like for me, yeah. I get like panicked or something. Like I feel like a sense of dread when things are all like, okay. And I think it's mm. like, you know, like having like kind of a hard childhood and it took me a long time yeah. to just be like, Oh, like things are great now. And I can just sort of like breathe and like enjoy it and not feel guilty or like feel like something bad is going to happen and take this away from me at any moment, you know? Yeah, no, I'm exactly the same way, which is why I'm, it takes effort. Like you said, yeah, being conscious of it and verbalizing it and not, you know, each time I practice it, it gets less and less quote unquote cringy, uh, to feel yeah. that way. Mm -hmm. But some, something that, that has helped me with this is through my life, you know, I have witnessed people who are incredibly almost to a fault overconfident. Mm. And I'm like, how are you like this? I've, I don't, it, it makes zero sense. And then I witnessed that nothing bad will ever happen. And in fact, it seems like society rewards those types of people, mm. uh, especially in creative spaces where, you know, maybe your work isn't the best, but if you are the most boisterous and you have the most bravado and you're like, I am the shit, I'm working on the coolest fucking shit ever, man. Mm -hmm. It's this sick concept. And it's literally just some like brand you're just making some commercial for some fucking tech brand or something or whatever the fuck. But, yeah, yeah. But those people constantly get rewarded. And so I'm like, you know, I'm doing stuff that I'm really proud of and happy of. Like, so why am I so like self-critical and hard of myself? And like, yeah. it's so hard for me to share this. And when those people are out there and it seems like good things happen, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah. that aside... Good vibes. I think it's a great point that you mentioned that, young me. And, you know, it wasn't easy, you know, because when you eviscerated easy. me and called me out for my ah. dating history, <laughs> it took a lot of work to uh, to recover, but I'm projecting. in a good place right now. <laughs> oops. Um, okay, oops, oops, all white people. One white person, come on. <laughs> uh, jury's out. We have eyes everywhere. The Feeling Asian podcast. <laughs> you're, on, you're on warning right now, young me. Um, but enough about us. Hyunji, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling really excited about the future. I have some like new exciting, uh, opportunities and like plans coming up, um, with like a couple of different projects that I'm working on. Um, I am also going to be seeing family, but like for the first time in like, I'm seeing my parents for the first time in like five years. And then my brother wow. for the first what? time in like eight years. Um, wow. wow. So, oh my gosh. I'm really so nervous. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, uh, my brother, I grew up in North Carolina. My brother's still in North Carolina. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know why he's still there, but, um, anyways, it's been like eight years and I can't wait for him to not recognize me with all my tattoos. <laughs> <gasps> he hasn't seen you with tattoos? 
No, like we don't, Ooh. I don't know what he looks like. Like, I don't like, we don't follow each other in social media or anything. So like, we, we wow. like totally don't know anything about each other. Um, it's just, we're, wow. we're like never really close. Um, mm-hmm. but right, yeah. Right. And then my parents, I'm, I'm really nervous about seeing cause I've had a pretty rough, uh, relationship with them. They still don't know about my face tattoo. I'm probably going to cover it up with makeup. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's making me so anxious. I feel like that's like such a, (laughs) I mean, I hear a lot of people that are in like creative industries or something or any industry that's like not aligned with like a lot of what their parents are okay with hide that part of their life from them. So like, that's making me so anxious. (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) And you said, okay, so your brother doesn't know about your tattoos, but do your parents have they seen your tattoos? <laughs> your non-face tattoos? They, they they know about my my tattoos on my arm and my neck. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The one on my neck, um, I got like maybe like the third time they disowned me, and I was like, perfect timing. All right, I'm just gonna like get my neck the, tattoo. The third time. <laughs> yeah, yes. the third time. Yeah. <laughs> neck oh. tattoo time for me. Yeah. Is, yeah. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. That was that was gonna be my follow up question: is how do they react? And you mentioned that it, they disowned you for the third time after the neck tattoo. Oh no! They disowned me, and then I got the neck. And then tattoo. you got the neck tattoo. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was, got it. it was got like it. The yeah. Good opportunity to get it. Because <laughs> you know what? Like, I everyone knows Asian parents are always like, "I'm gonna disown you if you get a tattoo," but then if they've already disowned you. Neck tattoo time. (laughs) There you go. There you go. There we go. Wow. That sounds like there's like so much like of a story there. Like, do you, um, can we ask you about your like family history or like what, what, what led you to, I guess, not see them for so long? Totally. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my parents are very traditional. Um, and like, I mean, they, they're both from Tejon in Korea, which is like, mm-hmm. holy oh, shit. It's a board. My, pa- Wait, really? my parents are from Tejon. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yes. It, no shit. It's so boring there. There's like nothing. <laughs> like, oh, I was going to say, I love it. Oh, really? <laughs> and I have no Ryan, tattoo. <laughs> same. I, I love it too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh that's my god. Crazy. Um, wow. and, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, wow, that's really wild. Like all of my family, like both sides are from Tejon too. All my family is from Tejon Maybe too. Maybe we're somehow related. And Just kidding. Crazy thing is when, when my parents immigrated to America, they immigrated into North Carolina. Okay, we have first arrived. We have the same parents. <laughs> your wow. Both of your last um, names are Park. Our yeah. Park. Also, wait, wait, wow. wait. Uh, I was born in Texas. <laughs> <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> What's happening? Oh, oh, this is crazy. Wait, should I leave? This is crazy. So, so we're getting dinner on August thirteenth. Oh no! And way. my parents, my parents, surprise, my surprise! Parents dis- I'm your brother. <laughs> oh, wow! <Whoa. laughs> you didn't recognize me, did you? <laughs> uh, <no>. Holy <laughs> so crap! Funny. That's crazy. Wow. Okay, sorry. Didn't mean. I just got excited when you said no, Tejon. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tejo, yeah. So you know, I mean, I'm sure as you know, it's like not like very progressive or urban it's like mm. sleepy very sleepy like 80s architecture everything's beige <laughs> mm-hmm. um but uh so so my dad immigrated to america first he he was the first person to go to college and he um was the first person also come to america he landed in iowa uh wow. for, wow. for his master's um and he, he tells me his like first uh, day in America story, and I'm just like, oh my god, I would have just flown back to Korea. Oh <laughs> like, <my God. laughs> um, so he he like only he like gets off the flight, um, and mm-hmm. he has like two big bags, five hundred dollars in cash, a map, and an English Korean dictionary. Mm-hmm. Um, he leaves the airport, gets in this like cab, and he's like pointing at a map like here and it's like a motel that's like a block away um and he like tries to get a room in the motel and then they're like sorry we don't have vacancy which i think is total bullshit like it's in the middle of iowa like mm-hmm. you know yeah. so his first night in america he sat outside the bench of this motel and smoked two packs of cigarettes 
Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Korean so, king. Yeah. Brian's yeah. right now, Brian's like, wait, that's that's my dad's yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, so you like, actually you're my brother? <laughs> I haven't seen you in eight years. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. That's man, you know like back in the day, it's so crazy because like you didn't have the internet, like and there's no yeah. like credit card like i mean obviously there were but like not for like immigrants and like you just have to like have a bunch of cash on you and just like totally yeah yeah you can just like book an airbnb or like call someone like it's just i'm like wow i don't know i would be freaking out oh yeah so uh then he like went back to korea in between his masters met my mom on a blind date in taejeon and they dated for like four months and he was like i have to go back i have to go to texas for my he's getting his phd Mm -hmm. uh texas a&m um and he was like will you marry me and come back with me and i think at first first, i think she said no (laughs) and then then, legend yeah exactly and then she was like actually i'm getting old i should get married and so she married him (laughs) she was like 22 I'm turning 22 (laughs) next summer, so... Yeah, right. Um, no, I think she's like 28, actually, which is a little bit older for Korean That's, women to like not be married. Oh. That is oh. um, famous Korean proverb. It is only true love after <laughs> they deny you once and then they settle totally. on the second time. Totally. And you're also 28 years old. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But yeah, so so then she did end up going to Texas. I was born there. Um, my brother's older. He was born in Korea, actually. And mm. then we, yeah. I, I mostly grew up in North Carolina, like my whole childhood to like 17. Mm-hmm. And then I, I like got out of there as soon as I could. Um, mm. But my, my parents were so traditional and like oddly like they would do these weird things uh actually it's not weird I'm kind of like if I ever have kids I'm gonna make them do this too (laughs) (laughs) actually so it's kind of I I have like a little bit of appreciation but I'm also like as like a 12 year old kid like why do I have to do this but um (laughs) so like every month they would give me like a small allowance and um I would have to anything I spent my money on I'd have to keep the receipt and put it into an excel spreadsheet like what? what was the day how much staple the receipts and print it and then I literally had to present it like stand up and present it to them every for like first of the month um they were really what? big on presentation <laughs> so I did that they're called money reports and I did that for like seven years of my childhood what? whoa <laughs> so they years? were just so they yeah. were just grooming you to be like a fucking rock star CEO. doing tax auditing. Uh, yeah. I'm like <laughs> terrible with money though. Is the thing is I think that's really? my, I was like rebellious. I was like, I'm throwing away all my receipts now. <laughs> wow. So, Wait, so then what was the, what was the point of the report? Like would they judge you on what you spent or it was just so you know what you were spending money on? I think it was more of just like to get in the habit of like, you know, I should keep track of what I'm spending money on. Um, mm. Right, right. <laughs> But, but yeah, they would, they would also make me do like, we'd get like time magazine and they'd be like, you have to do book reports on on time magazine articles and like PowerPoints on your new year's resolutions. And like, wow, yeah they were kind of hardcore in this like really weird way. (laughs) Yeah. I thought my parents were hardcore, but I take back everything. I'm sorry, mom and dad. Oh my God. I'm so interested in this money report. So if you said like last month I spent like $32 at Subway, like getting <laughs> tuna melts or something that they would be like, like, would they judge you or like on your spending or no? They would just like um, listen to I mean, you know, they're Korean, of course, but like, <laughs> um, I mean, I think it was less like, like it was less super like you need to spend money on like this and this, but more of just like, okay, well, like, you know, you should really like be spending money like less on that but like it, it was more just like the skill of, and like getting yeah. used right. to doing like wow. recording that um so it sounds like it sounds like they're really really regimented about like organization and keeping on top of all of your shit and they yeah. kind of yeah uh imbued that onto you and you said that you left when you were 17. So mm-hmm. during this time when you were putting these presentations and doing these book reports on arbitrary Time magazine <laughs> articles, like, were you into it? Like, did you <laughs> indulge it? Did you like it? Or did you fucking, like, were you, did you feel trapped? Or did you fucking hate yourself oh this my God. entire time? I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I, I think, mm. I think, um, 
I mean, I think it led to me being like a huge, like just rebelling against them. Like, right. Oh. I mean, I mean, my first tattoo, like I never like wanted to get tattoos or, or like cared to at least at first. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just, right. I got a tattoo like the second I turned 18 just because I could, like I knew my parents would hate it. So I was like, right. I'm going to, oh. I'm going to do this. It was also like, like reclaiming my body as like, mm. Oh, this is my set. Like, this is my body. It's not my parents like property or like, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Um, yes. so it's just like, this is a reminder that like, like my parents don't own me. Um, and wow. I'm in control. <laughs> um, oh. yeah. We yeah, just that had makes a, so much sense. You know, like our therapist episode, we had the fat sex therapist. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if you follow them on Instagram and they were saying like they, you know, their like background is about um, like diet trauma and mm-hmm. like sexual trauma as children. Mm-hmm. And they had made this really great point about how, you know, like when you when you live in like these Asian cultures, the whole idea is that your parents make you believe that your body is theirs to like judge right. and like make it look like they want. Like they're like, you have to like, like for me, it was like a big part of my childhood where they're like, you have to lose weight because we want you to be skinny. Mm-hmm. And it, it like really like, like it reminds me of what you just said. And I think I have a lot of tattoos and I feel like maybe that's a big part of why I did that too. Like I was like, mm. you know, this is my body. It's always been my body. And it's like a way to take that back. That's like such an interesting thing that you just said. That didn't even occur to me. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So after you got your first tattoo, did they f- f- notice it immediately or did you hide it from them for? Uh, yeah. It, it, it's like in a hidden spot. It's like on my ribs. It's so stupid. I mean, it's, it's not, it could be worse. Um, <laughs> yeah. What is it? it? It's just like an outline of like a little pine tree. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't even know why I got, but, uh, any, like right. no one sees it, but if they do, you know, they're like, do you, do you really like Christmas or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, this like pine tree. <laughs> I have the, I have a worst first tattoo and I, oh, no. it's like hidden and I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to tell the listeners, nobody knows about this. It's on my butt. It's so embarrassing. I don't want to say it. I'm going to say it. It's on my butt. And it's a, uh, it's a four leaf clover and it says lucky you. So (laughs) you should keep that. I was going to say I could cover it up for you, but you should keep that. (laughs) At this point, it's it's ironically cool. So everyone knows. So I don't think your pine pine tree is that bad. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) That's pretty bad. Those are both pretty badass. No, I don't have, I don't have any, I have zero tattoos. I, yeah, I, I love them. I appreciate them. But I think one day as a joke, I asked my dad, my parents are both very conservative. I was like, what if I got a tattoo? My dad's, st- I don't think I've ever heard him so serious in my life. He's, he looked me in the eye straight into my soul. And he said, if you ever get a tattoo, I am going to disown you <laughs> straight oh, no. up. Wow. <laughs> and and I was like trying and being like, come on, like that's so narrow minded. So many people have tattoos now. And he's like, I know you heard what I said. And we go to like bathhouses together. So I would uh, never be able to hide it from him. Yeah. And so that's it. That's the story. <laughs> I don't have the, uh, the conviction that you do Hyunji to rebel. So, <laughs> so I'm, many, uh, yeah. I'm just a, I'm just a good boy. I'm a good so many Korean Asian boy. people <laughs> don't get tattoos because of the Bogyoktang, the bathhouse. That's what Sarah oh, yeah. said too. Yeah. Wait, so can the you tell us? The bathhouse is the great equalizer. That's <laughs> everyone, every Asian person will say that. They're like, I can't because then I have to go to the fucking bathhouse and an old lady will hit me, which has happened to me, by the way. <laughs> Because if you have tattoos, they like, they think it's really bad. So old people hit you. Wait, so can you tell us about, okay, so then you got your first tattoo on your ribs. I thought you were going to say it was song lyrics, but pine, pine. (laughs) 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 And then then, like, what was your tattoo like story from there? Yeah. So, I mean, I think I got like a few when I was 18, but none of, you know, they're all just kind of like, whatever. Uh, But I think. So actually, I think the next like significant tattoo that I started getting like a lot more and specifically a lot more like red ones, uh, which a lot uh-huh. of people like kind of know me for doing a lot of like mm-hmm. red and black tattoos um, was uh, so I went to uh, fine art school. I, I studied sculpture and I was doing mm-hmm. I was actually not making objects. I was doing mostly like performance art and like conceptual works. Um 
But uh, it's kind of like I rolled to think about it back then, um, maybe like at like 19 or something doing this work. But uh, I um, so, you know, in Korea, there's like this, you know, Koreans are so um, superstitious and, mm-hmm. yes. you know, they're like, don't write your name in red ink. It means you're like, right. you, it's like a death omen. Um, you're going to die. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, OK, um, I'm going to get my name tattooed on me in red ink. Um, so my friend. Wow was like hand poke tattooing me for this <laughs> performance. Cause I was like, so actually funny story. So Hyunji is my Korean name. Um, it's, it's actually not my legal name. Um, and so my name is actually a funny story. So, so my legal name, um, actually I'm going to rewind it. Uh, so my brother, he, my mm-hmm. older brother, um, he's kind of like more or less the golden boy. And right. my, my grandma, of course, so classic had the psychic dream of a dragon predicting his birth. So his name mm-hmm. is Yonghyun. <laughs> mm, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, means dragon. dragon. Um, yeah. so he gets this badass name and I'm the first and only American born in the family. So my parents are like, all right, let's give her an American name. And then like a Korean name. Um, but my, on my birth certificate, it's just my American name. And they're like, what's, what's a good thing? And they, they used to watch the Simpsons. And so I'm named mm-hmm. after Lisa Simpson. <laughs> <gasps> Holy wow. Wait, wait. Okay. First, that is an incredible story, but I am losing my fucking mind right now because my older sister no. was born in Korea Okay. and I was born in America, like your uh-huh, older brother. Uh-huh. And then but, well, my What's legal happened? name, my birth certificate says Duncan, but okay. my sister named me Brian after 90210, the TV show. So oh we're God. both kind of like TV named show. after American TV shows. <laughs> that this was 90210. That's, that's like a cool show. I mean, I guess The Simpsons is cool. Don't get me wrong. Lisa Simpsons Simpson is, is cool. It's got a lot of cultural cachet. Yeah. yeah. Lisa Simpson is cool. She's cool. But I'm like, don't. Wow. I'm like, don't you dare dead name me. No one now. Everyone knows my legal name. I just yeah. put myself out there. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I was like killing off my yeah. old self. Um, wow. Going by a different name. <laughs> I love that story that of your performance art piece. Um, actually, I, I think you said it was cringe, but I think that's like such an amazing idea, like writing your name in red. And Thank you. I swear to God, okay, the red thing. Today, I went to like a ramen restaurant and I was like writing and I like, they just like said to like write what you want to order. And mm-hmm. the pen was red. And I was like, oh, like for a second, I was like, oh no, it's red. And then I was like, oh. Come on. But I I like still get like weird about the red pen thing. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> where is your where is your name tattooed on your body? Um it's mm-hmm. like on my arm. Um oh, okay. yeah, it's just oh, you know, you can kind of see it. Um it's oh, just on awesome. my arm. Oh, okay. That's but, really pretty. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, so so I feel like that that really sparked like um like a lot of, well, I was like incorporating a lot of like tattooing in my works too, like unconventionally, um, mm-hmm. in, in like my fine arts work. Um, and then of course also started tattooing. Um, but yeah. And then really went all in with the red, uh, and black tattoos. <laughs> so, but the issues that your parents had and you had with your parents, like what weren't about tattoos mm-hmm. or what, like what were, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, that's too personal. I mean, they're yeah. totally, they're totally also about the tattoos. Um, right. but also definitely about like my work. Uh, actually the first time mm-hmm. they disowned me, um, was I, <laughs> it was the also during time. a performance piece. <laughs> uh, um, so I was supposed to major in graphic design. Like that's what mm-hmm. I got into school for. Um, mm. and, uh, I was like, all of a sudden I had this like epiphany and I was just like, Oh my God, I can't, I can't do graphic design. Like I'm not cut out for it. Um, I want to do like fine arts. So I I switched to sculpture and like, (laughs) like did this like performance installation where I was live Skyping my mom, but like Mm. set up like a pretend room in the background in front of like, like for in front of my class for crit and she I told her I like switched my major and then like she my parents were like we can't support you like my dad sent an email an email and the best part it was like we can no longer support you and the best part at the end is like sent from my ipad (laughs) and I'm like man you can't even send it from your computer like wow But yeah. well, that was a, another perform. <clears throat> that sounds like amazing. I'm like, I, I didn't know this part of like your work. God, that's like yeah. genius. 
so ballsy. So genius. I think it was so awkward because I I wasn't I was kind of like half expecting them to like disown me. I was like, okay, they probably will, but I'm not sure. But like everyone in my class was just like, uh, what 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 do we do? Like, what just happened? Yeah, totally. They saw that happen live, and then they disowned Holy you. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> I have to say that like I love your story. I mean, obviously, like not. It's sad, but like, I feel like that, like just the fact that Brian also got threatened, (laughs) disowned, like that's like a common, I feel like threat that we receive. And like, it's really interesting talking to somebody that like, was like, no, I'm like, I'm going to do art. So who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Thousand percent. We're, we're like cosmically intertwined, but at the fork, at the fork, I chose the, (laughs) I'm going to be a good boy. And you were like, Fuck you! I'm a fucking badass, you piece of shit. (laughs) Well, I was just like, at this point, I was like, I I sacrificed so much, so I'll I'll be damned if I if I didn't actually pursue what I like was wanting Mm. to do. Exactly. Um, Right. Because it's been super on and off, but constantly like about like yeah that like um, them finding out like about my work because then because then for a while they they like didn't know like I was majoring in sculpture and they're like oh you're doing like ceramics right and I was like um. Sure. Yeah, that's totally what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they like found out about my tattoos, and like it, it. And then like I think the last time they really disowned me was like, I, I was like pretty covered at this point, and they're like, mm-hmm. no more tattoos. Like, okay, like please, no more. And I'm like, I don't. It doesn't matter. Like I'm, I'm like screwed at this point. Like I have so many. Like you wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to tell if I got like two more or not. Mm-hmm. So right. I was like, clearly this isn't about the tattoos. This is about you controlling me. So I yeah. got more tattoos. Mm. <laughs> Exactly. Oh <laughs> so, <Nice>. you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so. Well, I have a couple questions yeah, now. Yeah, totally. You know, I know you through your tattoo work mm-hmm. on Instagram and it, you're known. You Your books fill up very quickly. You mm-hmm. have this incredible tattoo practice and your work is... It, you know, it goes without saying you're like very, very talented and very good at what you do. Mm-hmm. Has your ability to... Be independent and you you set out your own path. You did what you did and you're thriving. Like has your, have your parents sort of come around on that in any way? Um, I I think, I think only like slowly starting to as to why I'm like, okay, maybe it's, it's safe to like maybe, um, see them. So actually my mom, I, I have a, I kind of have a better relationship with her at the moment just because I actually see her putting in the work. Like, it's, it's actually amazing. Like she, she's like reading all of these books. She's, she's read like minor feelings. Uh, she oh, wow. just, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. She's reading all these books by these <laughs> Asian American artists or uh, authors. And I'm just like, this is incredible. Like, um, so she's really putting in the work and I'm like really willing to, you know, I, I do want to build, like rebuild our relationship. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of have more issues yeah. with my father, um, classic. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but, um, But yeah, I mean, I mean, I think they're, she's slowly starting to come around to it. Like, I don't think she really knew the reality of how much I was like tattooing or depending on tattooing or Mm -hmm. like, I don't think Mm -hmm. my parents really knew what I was doing for the longest time. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I I still think they don't um, because I'm kind of also all over the place. Um, I also like Mm -hmm. make incense and like Mm -hmm. run like this space in LA but yeah, I, I think they just are the type of people that would rather stay ignorant, you know, like ignorance is bliss. Um, yeah. Cause every time they actually try to like, like dig into me or like, you know, like look me up or whatever, they, they yeah. end up having a really angry phone call with me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow. So. You know, Korean, that's so funny, but also Korean parents are, their mindset is very capitalistic totally. and they're very pragmatic and totally. are previous guys, Day Lim, who mm. owns and operates like a cannabis business. Like they came around to his business once like cannabis stocks started rising and yeah. they like would preface it like, oh, you know about cannabis stocks and how popular it is in the stock market. Well, our son does that. Yeah. So once tattoo, tattoo, <laughs> tattooing or tattooing goes public on the yeah. NASDAQ or Dow Jones, <laughs> then your parents are going to be like, you know, our daughter, Hyunji, yeah. she was the finance. early She's adopter. <laughs> oh, 
that's funny. Yeah. Um, when I was in art school, like they never told people I was in art school. They would tell mm. people I was on scholarship. Like, like <laughs> um, they're like scholarship wow. on what? They're yeah. like, she's on like, scholarship. No questions. <laughs> exactly. Just, exactly. Just, <laughs> just scholarship. That's, that's her studies. Oh. <laughs> You, you briefly talked about this, how your work is so diverse. Like you're doing so many different things. Now, uh, I want to ask you as an artist, like, yes, you are known for your tattoo work, your Instagram, you, you, you show your work. How does that feel? Because you have, you're a multimedia artist. You are a sculptor by trade. You have mm-hmm. these other pursuits, but people sort of like know you as mm. this tattoo artist who mm, yeah. specializes in red and black ink. So like, right. I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think I, I kept going back and forth through like a bit of like an identity crisis where right. I was like, oh, I'm like a, like an artist first, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. yes, tattooing is a part of my practice, but, um, mm-hmm. I think for a long time, like, it, so it, it was really, tattooing was really great for me because, um, well, so I started tattooing like super DIY in, in my apartment, like stick and pokes, like really shitty stick and pokes, tattooing mm-hmm. myself. And then once I finished school, uh, my parents also disowned me. So I was just like, I have nowhere else to go. I have yeah. no family here that I like talk to. Everyone's in Korea. Um, so I, I was like, okay, I have this like kind of useless sculpture degree. I'm going to apply to like every artist residency grant show I can apply to and get into and get money mm-hmm. for. And so I was like traveling for 13 months, not living anywhere, tattooing. Mm-hmm. Um, and tattooing was sustaining uh, my traveling. And like I was surviving off of like tattooing right. while traveling. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I, I think so. It, like I kind of like rejected the, like when people were like, Oh, knew me as like a tattooer first, uh, or only as mm-hmm. a tattooer. Cause mm-hmm. I, I, the reason I really like tattooing as well is just like not only meeting really great people and like, it's, it's like, it is a fun job. It's, it's the hardest job I've ever had. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's, it's like, I've always been like, Oh, well, like I'm an artist first. I started tattooing as income. Um, yeah. not that it's purely the sterile transaction, but it is a transaction. Like it's right. my income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's like, it's not like, it's like if someone works at a coffee shop, it's not like, it's like, they're a barista, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like their whole yeah. life is like a barista. Um, yeah. so I, like, I feel like tattooing, it, it's like, um, it has like an expiration date for me. Like I don't plan on doing it forever. It's just a great, it's just a great gig for now. And I, I'm so grateful to be doing it. Um, and that people actually want to get tattooed from me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, right. But, but it was yeah. like, yeah, it was almost like you sort of like fell into it because it was like sustaining you financially. Yes. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I have so many thoughts. I have like so many thoughts about that. And I'm like trying to think <laughs> what I should ask you first. Cause I feel like, <laughs> I guess my question would be like, what, what would you be happiest to be known for if not like tattooing? Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of taken a, I'm always on and off break with like my fine arts work. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's, that's Mm -hmm. always been like on off depending on how jaded I feel with the art industry. But, um, I, I guess in general, just multimedia artists. So I I feel like just in general, like at least knowing or accepting that I also do these other things, um, Mm -hmm. which I know is kind of hard. Like I, I guess I kind of pigeonholed myself too in, in like with Mm -hmm. Instagram, like, it's how I get my clients mostly. Um, so, you know, it is my income. So I'm like, in a way, like it's, it's also a second job, like, you know, uh, tending to Instagram to like engage and like post and like, and so a lot of it is tattoo posts. Um, of course, um, cause I get a lot of clients from, from Instagram. Um, -hmm. I, I, I don't know. I think it would be hard. It's so interesting when somebody becomes successful and like, there's so many people who would like, kill to you know like have like that sort of recognition it's just kind of like I feel like I understand how you feel too it's just like this is gonna sound stupid and corny but I'm just gonna say it everyone like I like you know like I make TikToks but I was just kind of doing it to like subsidize like my stand-up career that stalled during COVID and like you know Mm -hmm. and like try to promote the podcast and I just feel like that's how I feel about it too I'm like it's stupid like I don't care about it you know like that but then I'm like oh like people would really like it has given me so many opportunities in my career and it's made Mm -hmm. me money at this point and I'm like why you know I feel like kind of like people would love this like I should just like sit in it and be like I'm happy that people like this you know what I mean and like obviously Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that's like what you're doing but I feel like that's how I that's my relationship to something 
that I'm not 100% yeah. excited about. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's that's I that's why we asked the question because it feels like a double-edged sword in a lot of ways yeah. because in the time we live in now, you know, when you meet with creative directors or producers or development people, they will ask you like, how many followers do you have? Social media is very important in this day and age, and the way you build followers is. The market's so saturated, so you got to find a Neck unique tattoos. angle to present yourself. <laughs> right. And, you know, you, you pick a thing. And then once you get known for that thing, yeah. and the, I'm sure musicians go through right. this all the time too, where you're like, well, fuck, I don't want to be bound to this particular sound and right. I want to yeah. do something different. But, yeah. you know, people are like, play the hits. That's all we want. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's so hard. I think so many yeah. artists go through that same struggle with that like identity crisis in the age of social media it's like me i'm known for making fun of white people and then i get seen with a white person (laughs) on a date (laughs) at a restaurant and my fans are like what the fuck is this you lying bitch and then i have to be like i'm sorry (laughs) it's social media it's not real Wait, as, as someone without tattoos, let's put this <laughs> tattoo subject to rest. However, on a light note, to I want to ask both uh, Yunji and you, Youngmi. Yeah. Are there like certain tattoos that you see on other people <laughs> out in the wild, and it makes you like it, elic- it evokes a strong reaction out of you? Yes. Like good or <laughs> bad? Ones? I'm just curious. Like, like which ones? What type? I, I mean, I mean, they're typically like appropriative. You know, I mean, I and I get oh, my fair yeah. share of of like like people wanting appropriative things. Like I, I've, I've at this point turned off DMS for strangers. Cause I, I mm. like mentally can't take it anymore. Um, yeah. yeah. People like, like white guys with like geisha tattoos. And then like, mm. I Yikes. had people that like, they'll message me. They'll be like, Hey, can I get this Beatles lyric, but in Asian letters? And I'm like, you don't even know the language, like Asian letters. <laughs> like, I'm just going to do the like karate font that like, <laughs> that <you> see, like <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just like, sometimes it, it baffles me. Like how, like, I'm just mm. like, how do people, how, how can people not like think more about like their intentions of wanting something forever on their body? Like I've had Yikes. people that yeah. literally copy the tattoos on my body and then send it photo oh. to me. Like I've had people that are like, oh, I really want to get your neck tattoo on my body. And I'm like, you don't even know what it is. Like, yeah, like <laughs> that's wow, so invasive. That, uh, the highest, highest form of flattery? <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. Who's getting a lucky you tattoo on their butt is the question. Oh, I will gladly get one. <laughs> I'm actually okay with it now. You know it's, what's fine? Yeah. The appropriative thing is so real. I'm really glad you brought that up because I feel like your work is very like Asian inspired too, right? So yeah, well, is that I mean, fair to I say? yeah, totally. I mean, I I do, and like, not that I only exclusively tattoo Asians, but I do mm-hmm. tattoo like almost 85 percent Asians, which which right. is amazing. Um, you know, like yeah. so, which I think a large part of it is like my identity um, as an Asian woman. Um, like when I was first getting tattoos, and I when I started getting like cultural tattoos, I didn't know mm-hmm. a single Asian tattooer. Like I got a lot of mine from white guys. Um, which mm. now I'm like, man, like I have so many friends now that are Asian and tattoo, and I'm like, I would have been like, it would have been so great to have like gotten that from them instead. You know, there's this like just like, it's a lot more comfortable and like, you have this like mutual understanding. Um, and it's just like, I'm glad that I can provide that for people I tattoo. Like, um, it's always like a very, um, like intimate one-on-one experience that like, I feel like we like both delve into like our like childhood and like, it's like a really like amazing experience getting to like connect with people on that level. Right. Mm. That makes yeah. so much sense. And it makes sense because like you're doing the, these like Asian inspired, you know, symbols and letters. And it's like kind of weird. I mean, it's OK when my people get them, but it's like kind of <laughs> weird. It's a little weird. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> the other day, though, I saw a woman that looked I don't know if she was white, but she had like a forearm tattoo and it was the Statue of America and an American flag. And I was like, you're appropriating. That's and I'm just kidding. <laughs> such a weird tattoo I was like what yeah it's so weird um I have to say the Uh, funny uh, thing because Brian asked me about the tattoos and what I think about them I feel like for a long time I think there's like 
these like trends that come in and out like you know like tramp stamps i don't know if that's mm-hmm. offensive but like we would all like talk shit about people that had tram stamps or and like butterflies so yeah, yeah now it's back again like totally. butterflies and those like stars and stuff, nautical star now it's kind of cool again so who knows well i'm gonna i'm excited for the reveal episode in two weeks young me <laughs> <laughs> what what reveal oh, your, the, the your new lower back tattoo yeah reveal. i'm gonna get a tram stamp <laughs> It's cool again. <laughs> I was going to say, Brian, um, that should be your first one. <laughs> okay, I want you to roast me. Not roast me, but this is my idea for, I've thought about it, and this is my idea <gasps> for a tattoo. Now tell me, and you're, as an expert and a professional, tell me if this, on a scale of zero to 10, how cringe is this, okay? God, I'm embarrassed to say it. But Let's basically, it. the one idea I had was just to get the date it has to be like an arbitrary date. Just, just get the date that I got the tattoo. So let's say it's today, <laughs> July 2nd. Just get like 7221 tattooed on my body. <laughs> and, my ra- and, my, and my rationale for it is there's only like a finite number of dates that we'll remember in our lifetime. It's mm. usually like birthdays, death days. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like maybe if we get married, like anniversary mm-hmm. or our children's birthdays. Yeah. So because it's, so finite why not just like ascribe a special significance to just like an, one more like add yeah. one more day to the list and that could just be like cool seven two twenty one i'll remember this till the day i die it's the day i got my tattoo otherwise unless something crazy catastrophic happens that day i'll i'll probably forget it yeah um, and it's just like you should do it uh actually what's funny is uh i so i did like a raffle uh where like you know people could like buy a ticket and then they could get like a tattoo. Um, mm-hmm. So this guy yeah. won the raffle and, you know, he could pick from like all of these like assortment of different tattoos he could get. And he was Korean, like, mm-hmm. but he's like yeah. from Korea um, and then moved to LA, but he got the date. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. So, so I am not original. <laughs> wow. like, I loved it. It was so great. I was like, this is amazing. I'm so into this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, wow. Now that I know. Twins. Wow. It'll be a different date unless wow. you get it on like I think he got it on like August 17th Because it was like the day before my birthday So that's mm-hmm. why I remember Yeah well if I do get it I have to wait until 11.50pm to make sure that it's a, It's not a day of infamy <laughs> Just to be safe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta be safe yeah. um, uh, For our listeners Hyunji, like, What are some projects that you have Coming up that you are excited about That don't really fall under this umbrella of Tattooing Yeah. Um, so I have been also, I've been doing a lot of like incense stuff. Mm. I make incense, but I also teach workshops. Um, so at first I was doing like in-person workshops, um, but then with COVID I started doing them online. Um, and Mm -hmm. they really picked up and like, even like the New York times, like wrote an article about it, which I I think actually, yeah, that's funny. It's like the one thing my parents were like, Oh wow. Like maybe like the incense is also like partially a legitimate thing. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, But, uh, yeah, so I'm like excited. Like, uh, I'm like just redesigned a lot of the packaging and I'm like going to be carried in a lot of like little shops, like a lot of actually like Korean American stores that are opening up that have reached out to me. So I'm like really excited Mm. to be like supporting, um, another, um, and hopefully with my space. So I, I run like a studio space shop called Pablo shop. Um, mm-hmm. Pablo means stupid, <laughs> stupid in Korean. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's meant to just be like fun and silly, which is, uh, kind of like, the opposite of what, how people perceive me from Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone is always like really scared and intimidated at first. Um, mm. and then I'm just like really friendly actually. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so, uh, we like carry, you know, we are like also a shop, so we carry different items, books, um, incense, of course. Yeah. And also pre COVID we're doing like workshops here, like other events, um, kind of just like want to work with other creatives, like host mm-hmm. like space for them. Well, um, Hyunji, uh, before we let you go, we like to ask this question to all of our guests and that is what is something that you're proud of? Um, I would say growth, like mm-hmm. all of the growth I've, I've, I've in myself, um, from like, I don't know, all the years um, from like a lot of like really tough years I've had and just kind of like persevering and like seeing how far I've come. Um, Mm -hmm. Like anytime I I feel kind of like down or depressed, I'm always like 
it always makes me feel better to like look back and be like, well, at least I'm like not at that point. I was like a few years ago at my mm -hmm. lowest. Um, and I've like come so far. I have a lot to be grateful for. Um, so I, I would say just like, yeah, definitely growth. Like the amount, like all the great people I've met, um, and like the opportunities I have been given. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'd say that's, that's it. <laughs> I was, you know, listening to your story and I touched on it earlier, but like that, and you know, it was like lighthearted and kind of funny, um, which is probably like how a lot of us like deal with situations, but just the whole, your story about like, you know, being disowned by your parents for just being who you are. You know, obviously I respect both of you a lot. And like, I know Brian jokes about, he's like, oh, I'm like, I did the good thing. And, but you know, um, but he's also like doing what he wants to do. Um, I think that story sounds really difficult. I don't know. I'm getting emotional again. Sorry. It sounds really difficult. And, um, I, I really admire you for doing that. And I don't know why I'm always the one that's crying. Cause like, I'm like, you're the one that like had to go through it. But uh, I think it's, a, I'm really, really happy that you talked about that on the episode. Cause I feel like a lot of people you know, live under that threat. And a lot of people have done like what you're doing and like took a stand against their parents and like tried to reclaim their bodies and their lives. And I think that's like probably very, um, it's probably helpful for them to hear you talking about like your experience. So I'm really thankful that you shared that. Yeah, no, thank you. And like, you know, you know, what's funny is, um, like I, I, I like follow you obviously and like watch a lot of your stories and listen to the podcast. And like, I, I like, you know, you'll mention like, you know, parenting, you know, and I'm like, I'm always like, damn, I wish, I wish young me was my mom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, like, I want to be, I'll be your, I'll be, that's, I, that was, I was going to say, I'll be your mom. That's so weird. What the <laughs> creepy <laughs> I, I said it first so I'll take that <laughs> I'm gonna like pat everyone on the head it's okay <laughs> um well thank you for saying that that's very nice yeah of, you. of course and for our listeners uh where can they find you and your work um my instagram is at park underscore h-y-u-n underscore g-i um I, my, my store is called Pablo shop. It's B A B O shop. Um, which you can also find at Pablo shop dot space. Um, mm. but yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, how about you, Brian? Where, where can everyone find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter and whatever socials at it's Brian park. And what about you, young me? Um, why am mayor on Instagram and Twitter? And then you can follow me on TikTok at young me mayor my embarrassing TikTok and you can follow <laughs> feeling Asian on TikTok at feeling Asian podcast for exclusive clips. And you can follow our Instagram at feeling Asian podcast. And if you are looking for an audio engineer for your, uh, for your, any of your projects, please hit up Sarah pack at on Instagram at I am underscore P A K T that's at impact. And yeah, Hanji, thank you again for, you. um, doing the podcast and for sharing your story. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you and so much. That's it, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.